I'm an old broken down piece of meat. And I'm alone. You stupid fucking blabbermouth! Take a stand. Baby bitches leave. And you know what that means, folks. Wow. We're back. Thank you, David. That was, uh, for those that don't know, that was David Lynch. Yes. Who, who is a f- very famous director, uh, mostly famous for, I guess, Blue Velvet mm. and uh, Mulholland Drive. Drive Twin Jinx, Peaks. Twin Peaks, both the new and the old version. And that weird Netflix original that I made with a monkey. That even Scott couldn't really get through. <laughs> what was that? I never saw that one. I can't remember the name. But yeah, friend of the show. He's popping by. Thank you, Dave. Fun idea from a uh, friend of the show, Rion, to play those on the show. David Lynch does that every Friday. A nice little beacon to his fan base. That's such a strange thing for him to do weekly. Mm. Just popping out. Everything he does is just like, wow, this guy's weird. <laughs> Into it. I... I'm not a regular guy, and I get jealous of people that are that organically weird. And I'm like, I feel like if I tried to be as weird as David Lynch, it would be so fake. Mm. Let's try. Let's give it a go. I don't know. I don't think I could pull it off. Like, if you look around in the basement, you might, you know, believe I'm a little weirder than I really am. This does almost look like a Twin Peaks set at times. (laughs) Some sort of like a fucked up hellscape that's dope. With weird lighting and yeah. It was funny when I'm probably mentioned this on air before, when I was having the floors redone after the flood, Mm. the guy who runs the company for the flooring and I were chatting in the kitchen upstairs, like we were just like a couple of men, you know? A couple of guys just Just shooting, chewing the fat. Cutting it up. And then the minute we walked down the stairs, it was as if like this, because coming down the stairs, there's like 40 different movie pictures on the, excuse me, on the wall. Mm. And then when you get down here, it's like, you know, it's a little intense. Mm. And I think it made him uncomfortable. Yeah. He wouldn't sit down. I asked him to sit down. I was like, why don't you grab a seat? And I sat I sat down on the couch and then he just sort of stared. <laughs> and I was like, well, all right. Can't wait to write you a check, pal. You won't even have a seat in my weird room that I've created. Maybe it was the Guy Fieri and Mark Ruffalo cardboard cutouts in the corner. I don't see anything in here that would make a normal guy <laughs> feel at ease. Yeah. Just coming down, taking a seat. Having a goo. Having a goa. Speaking of having a goo, we got any birthdays to celebrate? On this In fact, f- I'm glad you asked. We have a few. Good. A few good ones. I thought we might. Right up top, uh, Jen Aniston is 53. Wow. Still Joseph Ganascoli from The Sopranos is 63. He played Vito, if I'm... He did. Okay. I actually reached out to him on Instagram because he responds to everything I comment, and mm. I requested him to join us on the podcast. A word. To which he declined. Oh shit! But he got back to me. Okay. He said he's been. He doesn't want to do those anymore. Yeah. Sometimes I'll like pepper in veto lines to his posts. Right. Like a now nah, you gotta wait for that. I'm like <laughs> a him at the gym. Dirty photo. fighter, huh? <laughs> With like him making a ziti. Oh. Uh, and then also Paris Hilton. Paris Hilton. 
That's hot. That is, is pretty hot. Is 41, and that's hot. 41. Yeah. Good for her. Happy birthday, all of you lovely celebs. Yeah. We'll see you at the movies. And the, the weekly, music was and the weekly party. Yes, yes, of course. The weekly party. Tomorrow. And at that party, we'll be celebrating or celebrating the life of Harold Ramis, who we lost the other day. Uh, Ivan Reitman. Oh, yes. I Harold Ramis up. is also dead, <laughs> yes. but he's been dead. <laughs> wow. So you weren't wrong. Big Ghostbusters. But you were wrong. Faux pas right there. Yes, Ivan Reitman, famous film director. I have a hot take. What do you got? Who gives a shit oh. about the Ghostbusters movies in particular? I, just, I thought you were going to say just who gives a shit about Ivan Reitman, which I was well, that say, too. does seem like a very ang take. That too. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. But who cares? His family, I guess. Not yeah. me. At least he got Not to me. see his son direct a weird remake of his classic Her. movie before he passed away in Ghostbusters Afterlife, now on demand. Of all the things that came out of Ghostbusters, both 1, 2, Afterlife, and whatever the new one is. Don't forget Lady Ghostbusters. Oh, God. Um, this song is the most important, guess, I think. Guess what? You're totally right. This is a fucking jam. This slaps. Yeah. This song is awesome. I've always thought this should be like a metal cover of this song. <laughs> this like riff. Fucking heavy. <laughs> this riff screams for it. It's fucking... The song rocks. I'll bet you if we go on SoundCloud, there's some guy who also has a podcast that recreated a metal version of that song that we could find. Sick. And probably use because it's free. And he also directed, what else did he do? Kindergarten Cops? Uh, Stripes, yep. which I've owned for like five years. I kind of like Kindergarten Cop. As far as like the action movie guys who made a comedy type movies that's a fun one i watched it like a year ago and was like this is still good mm. candy john mm. he's uh is he in that kindergarten cop he's in stripes oh yeah stripes mm. the candy connection kindergarten cop i think did ivan reitman direct private uh, did ivan reitman direct private parts as well who no that uh who was that again that woman howard always oh, talks about oh fuck I want to get it. I don't want to look it up. Okay, I'm not going to remember it. You know, when I did my movie, I had a boner in the tub. <laughs> I ever tell you that, Robin? I, uh, yeah. So that was the only death that I saw. Do you have any others? Well, just that. But yeah, he did a lot of stuff. I wish I could remember more of them. He was also supposed to do the Long in the Works sequel to Twins called Triplets. That was supposed to start filming like this year. I wonder if they're still going to do it now. I thought you made that up. That's a real thing. <laughs> that does seem like the kind of movie I would conjure. But yeah, that is real. They were going to have Eddie Murphy play like the third twin. Right. But then he backed out and they replaced him with Tracy Morgan. And I yeah, think they were like about to start filming. He's black. I know. That's that's the joke? It's the big joke. Like the first one's like... So what's the joke exactly? <laughs> you trying to like get them canceled for having such a thing? Is this supposed it's, to be funny? It's funny because he's African-American. <laughs> Tell me why this is mm, funny, if you I could. disagree. But yeah, that, uh, I don't know. I wonder if they'll still do that. Because Arnold and DeVito were back on board. But Life we'll see how that shakes out. Big week here. I mean, kid, that big game? The fucking Super Bowl? Do you want to do my sports? Yeah, send me down the corner, if you could. All right, men. Wow. Take him out, men! Okay. Hut, hut, hike! <laughs> All right. 
the Rams won the Super Bowl and Simone Biles is engaged. Wow. And Aaron Rodgers and Shailene Woodley aren't engaged anymore. Wow. And uh, the, the Super Bowl is over. Yep. That's it. <laughs> so uh, put those dicks away and remember that uh, football and sports are more important than anything else that there is. Kid, fuck yeah, doggy. Stay tuned right here with that dick out for more sports, more action. All right here on the F the Podcast in the Sports Corner. Yeah, I'm not. Hut, hut, hike! <laughs> I mean, I'm not ready to put it away after that rousing. Uh, yeah, I'm hoping that news. I topped the mic out quite a bit there. So, Sam, no. I apologize. I can look at the levels here, and it's it's upsetting me on levels in my own life. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> yeah. Even people who like sports were saying that that was kind of a boring game. Really? Yeah. I mean, I was obviously bored. Did you watch all of it? Yeah. That sucks. I had nothing going on. How did you? Yeah, I would have left. <laughs> yeah, it was. You know. I was sitting there waiting for the you were at home Powers by yourself? Dr. Evil commercial. Yeah. And you popped that on instead of anything else. Mm-hmm. I'm a sporto. I was hey, in the corner. Maybe you are. Maybe, maybe you got to take the reins of the corner. But yeah, I was sitting there waiting for that Dr. Evil commercial that like sent me into a depression that I'll probably never <laughs> emerge from. I didn't watch it. Was it really bad? It was just, you know, it kind of made me chuckle here and there, but... Like Dr. Evil? Yeah, and like... Seth Green, uh, Scott Evil, has a kid now, and they called him Baby Me, which I was like, that's kind of funny. But then like, when you watch it again or think about it for more than a fraction of a second, you're just like, ah, this sucks. They should have just made a new Austin Powers movie instead of a car commercial that has like what two was that, jokes Chevy? in it. Yeah, or GM or right, whatever it was, doesn't even matter. I think the Chevy commercial was that big Sopranos advert. Right, that's why I'm thinking of that. Did you see that? Um, I didn't see any of it, but I did see a clip of both that and the Dr. Evil one. I was like mad at how much it worked on me just because did you laugh or you wanted the car. It was just cool to, cause they just redid the intro from the opening of the show, like Tony driving, but it's Meadow driving in this car and they're just playing the music. It was so stupid and simple, but I was like, fuck, this is working. They should have just had it be meadows mulatto boyfriend from college oh. in the whole ad listen i wouldn't have fucking stood for that and then like a deep fake of tony soprano <laughs> with like a bad tiktoker impression of him just saying all the like racist cliches that tony said that'll probably be next year yeah that'll what did tony like, call him like an eggplant or a tutsun or something probably both Sounds nice like and tony offensive stuff. yeah but yeah, the what were the other commercials? I don't think anything too noteworthy mm. or no like new movie previews. Normally they're good for that too. Right. I feel like they didn't unveil too much of anything. The movies. And that big halftime show with uh Dr. Dre, Eminem, etc. <laughs> Snoop. Oh yeah, and fifty cent was like upside down. Everyone was making fun of him because he looked kind of chunky when he was upside down. I and feel like, like <laughs> in his defense, he's 50 years old, right? He's 50 I, cent. He's 50 I, years I old. I think he's actually a 5-0 age. And I think he looks awesome for his age. Yeah. And I think that anyone looks worse hanging upside down. Shit, man. And if you look at the, the, the playback, he gets his legs up on the bar and pulls <laughs> his body up by the by his, his <laughs> midsection. That's right. I did, so he's man. still in great shape. He <laughs> just is, he's a thick boy now. Got that power. T-H-I-C-C-C. <laughs> that thick. power. 
<laughs> he's trying to sneak in power bits. Uh, so 50, uh, I know. I don't even, oh, I'm, shit. He's gone. He left. It would be funny if we did that, but I, I'm not there <clears throat> mentally. Mm, I don't even know clearly. if I'll do Hank tonight. <laughs> or I, I should say, I don't even know if Hank will be visiting us. I've been missing him a few weeks. No doubt, no doubt. Not in the mood for his racism. What about the fact that Kanye and Julia Fox broke up? I thought those two crazy kids were going to make it, and they didn't. And now Kanye is... Unraveling a little bit? Yeah. yeah. Now that they're broken up, he can focus on uh, like doing weird Instagrams about Pete Davidson and Perez Hilton. Just like have a like teenage girl-esque unwinding on the internet well, for everybody. I've been saying it's mostly like him trying to throw up smoke screens for publicity for his album that releases on the second half of Donda, which is releasing on, I guess, next Tuesday, the 22nd. Frustratingly enough, I learned today that it will not release on streaming platforms, but it will be on his own personal stem players, which are like these little round nothings that oh. like 200 and something dollars, and you can like push a button and it plays the album. And I was looking at some of the, the sales like stats from the last time they released the stem players. They've sold almost 7,000 of them for $200 a piece. A word? Which like for such a niche nothing thing that I don't think does anything else. I'm sure yeah. someone who knows more about that stuff might say otherwise, but mm. I'm under the impression that all it does is play the albums that Kanye put on it. Imagine buying this janky device and then like he begins his series of album delays that'll probably start soon. You just this, have, this won't come out for like eight months, if ever. I think this is the way he does things. I don't know. He's had that too. too. The last time he didn't have a release, the only thing that makes me believe that it actually will come on Tuesday is because the last time he never actually set an actual date. This time he's like legit released things on his Instagram with the date on it. Mm. So I think maybe he'll stick to that. Also, I think he wants that two, 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 two. Ah, 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 Dylan. I, I feel like he'll delay it, but who knows? Maybe, yeah. Either way, I'm not buying that fucking stem player. No. I've, I've already spent way too much money on stupid shit in the last year of my life as evidenced by this whole room. He's bad. And I'm just, I'm good. I don't need that. I want to hear the album. I don't want to pirate a Kanye album. I don't, but I will. Mm. I think I've like signed up for title to hear the Life of Pablo album. So like I've already, I paid into that. I pay for Apple Music and I pay for Spotify. Word. So it's like, I'm not doing another thing. Yeah. I'm not. Who could be bothered? I'm good. It's fucking despicable. I've already got like half of our crew on my streaming apps except monty i don't want monty involved i don't want monty anywhere near any of them you hear that reiterate that on air so it's out there forever we got some oscars news did you see that uh they have a new category to try to get people to watch this year uh twitter's top fan voted film will be recognized during the broadcast so you can like vote up to uh, 10 times for the twitter movie of the year i think we should start pulling for like that Netflix Kevin James movie. I was literally just going to say that. <laughs> and I couldn't remember the name, so I took a knee. He's in. Kind of like Eminem at the Super Bowl. A word. Back to sports. Um, that's cool, but I don't want to know what the internet wants. How yeah. about that? It'll probably be like all the crazy online people will make it like the Snyder Cut or something like that. That all the... Uh, I mean, it was one of the best movies of the year, I think. I dug it. We had a bad year. 2021 yeah. might be the worst year for movies in history. There was some good stuff. It was better than last year. 
when I was I was looking you, at agreed, the, yeah, it was better than last year. I was looking at the Oscar nominees like side by side, and I was like, yeah, this is a way way better year. Did overall. you watch Belfast yet? No, I feel like that's gonna win a bunch. Belfast and Furious, <laughs> just by the look of it. I can just, I don't know. I think I've, I'm hanging in there with um, being the Ricardos, getting <laughs> snubbed. Seems snubbable. I'm calling it here. Neither one of them will win. It won't win Best Picture. And it, it shouldn't. Will definitely, <laughs> definitely not win Best Director. It definitely shouldn't win any of those. But no. I could see it maybe happening. I wouldn't be surprised if Coda won a lot of things. Yeah. I have a feeling. Like Coda the, wasn't the terrible. Deafness. I didn't love it. I think it made me cry. But that's like, that says nothing. Yeah, <laughs> you cry at a commercial. <laughs> He's right. And they also announced uh, the hosts of this year's Oscars. Oh boy, Regina Hall, Amy Schumer, and Wanda Sykes. No thanks. I almost just said Wakanda Sykes. Is that funny? Wakanda forever. Yes. He's in. <laughs> that's Very probably funny. like a sketch. That seems pretty obvious. <laughs> but uh, you know, weird trio. But you know, not bad. Could do worse as far yeah. as hosts. I feel like I've said this before, but like everyone, Amy Schumer's easy to hate. I get, <laughs> I get it, but like she's fine. She's okay. She, I have met Amy and I thought she was very nice, very humble, very laid back. Granted, I met her 10 years ago. So hmm. she wasn't, you know, she hadn't done Trainwreck or her like meteoric rise in female stand up comedy. Hi. I'm like half sarcastic as I say that. I know, I can't even get a read on it. <laughs> like, I, to be honest, her two seasons, was there three or was there just two of the Amy Schumer show? I think four, maybe even five. Oh, for real? Yeah. I thought the first one or two were funny. And then I thought it was kind of dumb. And then, like, I think that for whatever reason, she sort of like went off the deep end, kind of like, she wanted to be Chelsea Handler or something, and it just didn't work. She did the thing where when she got super rich and famous, her whole act turned into her talking about how weird it is that she's super rich and famous, and that's relatable to, like, six people, <laughs> including her, and it was just, like, kind of weird and... Yeah, that's not funny. Just, like, off. Like, that special where she's in all leather, I remember being like, like, why are you going on and on about... Just mushed into her clothes like a hot dog? Hi. Speaking of fucking mushing into your clothes. Mm. I do my Did you hear that Lizzo got her cunt pierced? Oh. <laughs> Did you hear that? I, <laughs> did I hear that? He reiterates. Uh, I did. I heard you. And did you hear that she also wants to be in Playboy with that pierced pussy? Yeah, Lizzo. This is crazy. What I'm hearing and seeing here. You see this? You hear about this? That, uh, do you think it looks like a big, like... Ugh, I'm not doing it. It's going to be like an 18-page centerfold in this issue of Penthouse. <laughs> you open up the magazine, it unfurls like mm. toilet paper. <laughs> We're getting real cheap here, folks. Cheap! <laughs> I actually heard... Uh, She's a big, fat pig, is okay. what we're trying to say. Okay. Cool it down over Hey, lose there. 100 pounds. She's, she's feeling good as hell. Nah, I'm, I'm joking, I think. Good, Am I? Good cover. <laughs> you really nailed it. Yeah, I'm no fat shaming. No. More uh, cushion for the pushing, as they say. That's Oof. my spin. That's even worse than no good. being insulting. <laughs> yeah. Uncomfortably so agreed. Uh, I have had it with Lizzo News. I didn't like the fact that like there was that whole back and forth with the like, will she, won't she with Chris Evans. And it's like, listen, he's like jacked and like a billionaire from these Avengers Captain America movies. Like, I don't care how successful you get. Like, 
he sent you a playful tweet because he's a nice person, mm. but like th- you're not even on the same planet. <laughs> he's 18 times better looking than you and a hundred times more famous than you. Mm. Well, that's debatable. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, stop. Stop it. All that being said, mm. pump the brakes. I would have sex with Lizzo. Oh, word. I would indeed. And okay. I'd love it. That makes everything okay. I think we're good now. Yep. I am no longer canceled because <laughs> I would. Uncanceled. Would. Speaking of canceled, you still watching that Cosby doc? I shut it. Not shut. I finished the first episode and did not go back. Because as we've said, it's like, when are you going to be geared up to throw on like part two of a gut-wrenching rapist Yeah. It's like anthology. the Woody Allen doc where it's exactly. like four one-hour parts. It's like, oh, new app, baby. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> like, All right. Can't wait. But I saw online that... Uh, a member of the insane clown posse, possibly Violent J, was uh, he's flat out threatening Bill Cosby's life on Facebook of all platforms. No good. No, I just thought it was. He wrote like after watching the Showtime doc, I feel psychotic. America's favorite dad spent 50 years drugging and raping women and joked about it allegedly. all allegedly. Then treated them like they did him foul. I. Now I feel psychotic too, knowing my urge to end his freedom by sending him to hell quicker. I don't. Signed, Violent J. He wrote at the end. It was Violent J. Violent J. I don't know. I think we're on <laughs> not on the same page. I didn't do any of that, as you know. I am no longer in jail. Yeah, I think Violent J's maybe too violent. I think so. It's do you remember up. that old movie review show that J- Violent J and Shaggy Two Dope, who, who are the two members of the ICP? would do on i want to say it was ifc or one of those nothing channels they yep. like sat in the front row and like talked about the movie afterwards the movies now that you mentioned i do have like a vague memory of seeing that and being like oh this is a good bit them doing right. like movie stuff i watched every episode oh shit i like I, that stuff one of my first albums i believe long time ago was uh the icp <laughs> Great Malenko, I believe. That was that came out in like 97, 98. That's such a gritty first album that shaped you as a person and turned you into the juggalo that I see before me I, here today. I'm this is is that a reveal that I like really listened to a lot of ICP in the like seventh grade? This is. I wasn't aware of this. I was an ICP guy. I'm concerned now. I just still am. <laughs> like I know their music is hot trash, but like I'm still in and I'm yeah. very ashamed. Do you have any Fago in the fridge? I wish, honestly, I would love to go to the Gathering of the Juggalos if I could be in a helicopter the entire time. Mm. Back at Blockbuster, we used to work with this guy who was like <laughs> in his 50s, if not 60s, and used to talk to me about going to ICP shows. He'd no like, good? He'd be like, dude, every show I'd leave that fucking covered in Fago. And I'd be like, is that a good thing? Like leaving an ICP show covered in soda? Just sticky and yeah. he was like, it was fucking sick. And I was just like, okay. He sounds like quite a hero. Get him on the pod. He was a real character. Although I don't want him in my house, so a phoner. I feel like he's probably dead. <laughs> I hope he's dead. Yeah. But uh just like Bill Cosby, we hope he dies. So I get some activity on the uh right. whole death and Lizzo pool. too. We hope they're all dead. Oh so. my goodness, how dare you? Lizzo, friend of the show. Apologies. Massive heart attack in her forties. They're finally making a new Star Trek film with the cast from like the new ones. Oh my. The Chris Pine, Simon Pegg, uh, etc. Lorena Blanca, the White Queen. Hopefully they'll bring uh, George Takai back for this one. That would be fun. Get him in the mix. Now that uh, the guy who played Spock is gone. 
Leonard Nimoy. My neighbor in Iowa <laughs> is a lengthy black teenager. Rumbles. Queen. But yeah, they haven't made one in like six or so years, and they thought that franchise was dead. But I guess they're finally roaring back. Did you say the director? Is it J.J. Abrams? It's not. He's a producer on these. He directed the first two in the franchise. The new director is Matt Shackman, who did a bunch of episodes of Game of Thrones. And he actually he used to direct like most episodes of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh. And like through that and like just being a TV journeyman director, he's like made it to the big leagues. It's kind of cool. Is he a turkey head? I mean, could be. You never know. Oh, I'd love to find out. I don't like to rule anybody out. But yeah, those movies are fun. I'll watch another one of those. Uh, Trevor Noah set to headline the White House Correspondents' Ooh. Dinner. Folks, set those DVRs. You're not going to want to miss this. I keep forgetting that Trevor Noah exists on Earth. I The fact that he like lives in some $9 million home in Malibu on the ocean and like dates Minka Kelly and mm. has his own show and like everybody thinks he's great. One of my clients said they were going to see Trevor Noah and was all excited about it like two years ago. And I remember just sitting there being like, you're fake, but you're not this fake. And I <laughs> yeah. was just like, I don't like him. He's my client. Those... It just was kind of like awkward. I've never heard anyone talk about liking him in the real world, in real life. Yeah, I don't understand what happened. And like John Stewart was awesome. Mm. So he's nothing compared to John Stewart. There's something about him. He just doesn't have the stuff. I don't know. I don't but like he's, he's his, lingering. Sorry. Uh, oops. No. And uh, what else do we have here? A new Transformers trilogy <clears throat> will kick off next year. Excuse me. They've been making a. Uh, a new one called Rise of the Beast that I guess they're done filming, and it's going to be the beginning of a trilogy. It's not just one. They're going to do a whole thing. This is the first I'm one that hoping. Michael Bay no. hasn't directed. Hmm. That's good. When Anthony else am I going to have a, a Transformers-specific spot? Folks, I kind of talked over it, but that was Anthony Anderson in the original Transformers with one of his finest performances. That's marvelous. <laughs> But yeah, first one Michael Bay hasn't done. I don't know. These movies will probably be no bad. thanks. That's I'm looking one, like why do they keep trying? They're just like, let's try it with these robots again. There's there's more there's more meat on this bone. We'll figure out a silly storyline for these robots. I think people kind of just want to watch not us, but people as a whole kind of just want to watch something they're comfortable with that they've seen before that's safe and like they don't really. They're not taking risks. No. They're not putting their neck out there and thinking like, let's let's try this like obscure new indie flick. Yeah, we need more of that. It's fucked up. And also Transformers-wise, Michael Bay, the director of the first five movies, was in an interview, because he has a new movie coming out, talking about explosions, saying, quote, uh, there's a special sauce for explosions. It's like a recipe. I see some directors do it and they look cheesy or it won't have a shockwave. It's like making a Caesar salad. And this oh? is just an incredible quote from Michael Bay. And I think he's right. The explosions in his movies look significantly doper than in almost every other movie. I think Michael Bay is the best action movie director of all time. Yeah. How about that? And I love that he, that's like what he's concerned about watching a movie. Because that's like what matters, especially in an action movie. It's like you got to have those money shots. 
Well, there's nothing worse than when you're watching a big, you know, explosion or anything, and you can look at it and go, that's a green screen, that's CGI, mm. that's stupid. Or when they do the like people flying forward with the explosion behind them and it's not convincing, it takes you out, it's over. CGI fire makes me sick to my stomach. It's so glaringly distracting every time they use it. And it makes look, sense why they look do it. Look right over like, your shoulder. Ooh. See, that's a real fire. That's just on Funny. the tube. But yeah, you know what I'm saying. I do. It's just, I do. It's, it's very expensive to blow up a building. I get why they would do it in CGI, but it looks like shit every time they do. And Michael Bay is right. And we're looking forward to his new movie, Ambulance, which a trailer just came out for. It looks cool. Your boy, Jake. Gyllenhaal I was going to say, my boy's in it. I'm definitely in. He's in. <clears throat> and they announced Peacemaker is coming back for season two. The James Gunn superhero show with John Cena and a bunch of sidecars. And season one just finished. I thought it was a home run. Incredible finale. Filled with cuts and laughs. Angst less on board than I am. I liked it. I thought it was great in the beginning. It lost me a little bit toward the end. It was good, though. Overall, I liked it a lot. I think it's a good show. And I like him. I think he's very likable. And I love James Gunn. Yes. I'm not like a hero guy, typically. It's hard to sell me on hero anything. Especially at this point, where they've like done every take they can on it. But he's like perfected like the fun, gritty, wacky thing. I don't know. He's got a good thing going on. And they said he will write and direct every single episode of season two, just like he did season one. So it's a real passion project. Oh, so we get credit for that on Letterboxd. Mm. <clears throat> it's true. I don't know if it's on there. Let's find out. Mm. You know, I love those stats. I'm way, way behind where I was at last year this time. Yeah, that's. I feel like I've been slacking. I'm at like... It is not on Letterboxd. Okay. Unfortunately. We'll figure it out. We still haven't gone to that TV Letterboxd. I haven't gotten sick enough to explore that in a real way. And what else do we have going on this week? Oh, the trailer for that new Adam Sandler, LeBron James movie. Did you see that? I heard about it. I didn't see the trailer. The It's a movie they wrote together. Adam Sandler and LeBron James. Sounds awful. I'd love to see that, like, in the workshop, hashing this this picture out. Say, yabba And then you do a hey, slam dunk. It's, it's me, LeBron James. I'm thinking this is like Uncut Gems meets Space Jam 2. Let's go, baby. Hey, how you doing, Adam? Oh, it's LeBron. Hey, bud. Oh, this is Trey. Oh, it's Trey. Oh, yeah, I forgot. What, do you think we all sound the same? <laughs> Fuck. I guess I you do. Think that's funny? You think the show is funny? <laughs> I mean, anyway, uh, I'm here, and uh, I gotta go. Okay, fun pop by. Have a go. Trey, have a go. Um, I don't think... I, I thought LeBron James was okay in Trainwreck. He was very, very bad in Space Jam. Yeah. And I do horrible. not have high hopes for him and Sandler putting their heads together. I mean, I I'm still remembering when Adam Sandler went on Howard Stern in 2019 and said how much he was expecting a an oscar for uncut gems and if he didn't get one he'd spend five to ten years making crap he's making so he's good make, on that promise yeah he's making good he's making the crap <laughs> so you guys did this to yourselves because yeah. he could easily have made like punch drunk love or uncut gems again or funny people or whatever but instead we get this like straight to netflix yeah. with lebron trash noah Bombeck calling him and he's just like i'm done i'm back to the goofy shit Lose my number, dabba do. I'm gonna just go count my money. 
you hate to see it. But I don't know, maybe it'll be good. It's on Netflix. We'll give it a watch, turn it off after like 20 minutes, get all upset about it. Did you watch the trailer for that new Elvis movie? With uh, Austin Butler? Yes. I didn't, but I haven't. Like I said, I've been slacking on trailers. Who is he again? He was in... The only thing I can think of him in is he's in the scene at the end of uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He plays Tex. Oh, yeah. That's what he's in. Other than that, I cannot place him, but he is interesting looking. Yeah, they're trying... They gave him, like, front billing obviously he's playing elvis in the elvis movie mm. but like his name before tom hanks's name i was like who the fuck is austin butler <laughs> this is a joker should be austin powers <laughs> i mean elvis yeah baby yeah that's the music biopic we really need <laughs> it's just austin powers as elvis <laughs> it's I a guess. commercial baby <laughs> give me that guitar baby yeah <laughs> i died on the toilet <laughs> yeah my my wife ah fuck i wish i knew more elvis stuff we're gonna have to watch this baz lerman movie literally just had that thought in my head like i wish i knew more things about elvis like dead on the toilet (laughs) did he marry an underage woman i stole all my music from black people baby yeah (laughs) i'm canceled I feel like this is gonna land on the re-listen this is one of those bits where i listen back and i'm like oh that was clever Let the fans decide. No, (laughs) no, no. You're like reviewing the bit as we're doing it. I'm going to start grading every bit. I had such a laugh at the, what was it, poop? We had like a whole break with poop, the poop voice that was like so deep inside. And I expected like a frantic text or email or something from Monty and Parsons got nothing. Mm I was a little disappointed. I know you guys are hearing this. Just wanted to let you know. We're expecting that email. Or, you know, correspondence. And yeah, way. we sucked up like 80 seconds of airtime with very, very specific bits that only the two of you will get. We're doing it again. Yeah, no, and now even more now. So you really got to... You really got to say something. Monty <laughs> listens five times, but he can't send a text to say what he thinks. Five times. Five times, folks. But also in the Elvis movie, Tom Hanks is playing Elvis's manager, who I guess was a very large gentleman. They got Tom Hanks in a goddamn fat suit. That I got to see. In this movie. (laughs) I'm going to look it up. And I've been saying for like years now on this program, I want to see fat suits make a comeback. And I didn't think Tom Hanks would be the guy bringing it back, but here we are. And I saw a picture of the real Elvis's real manager. It does. They look spot on, even though it's goofy seeing Tom Hanks in what is clearly a fat suit. How is... Like, there's no... I found a picture of John Travolta from Hairspray. Oh, my God. But there's no... Google drives me fucking nuts sometimes Mm. when you do an image search. You almost never get exactly what you're looking for. No. But, yeah, the... He should have put on all the weight. Like, he did cast a real gain. Yeah. That would have been cool. An unhealthy loss is almost better than a gain. And Tom Hanks was. I saw that thing the other day where Chet Hayes was talking about how he didn't have a strong male role model growing up and just like posted that with a picture of his dad. I was just like, fuck. What is Chet doing? That's scathing, Chet. <laughs> he's like got his little fitness business where he's like, clearly he's not a real trainer, but he's selling workout programs and nutrition, which and- keep in mind, you need like basically a two-year degree to do. Like a nutrition degree is actually hard to get. And it's a hard thing to learn. And like, he doesn't have that. 
and he's just giving away, or I'm sorry, selling nutrition and fitness advice to people on the internet. I, I heard him on the King and the Sting, Brendan Schaub podcast Ooh. the other day with Chris D'Elia and Eric Griffin, and he's literally like selling this program on air, and I'm and they're not even questioning it. No one's going, "Hey, buddy, like you've never you're 38 years old and you've never trained anybody ever, mm. and you don't have any background in this, and like you're a f- mediocre." actor and like here you are oh. i don't know okay you're a great actor there we go that deserves all the awards mediocre singer i mean except for white boy summer that's kind of a bop white boy summer slaps it was yep. a hit and it's a shame that the follow-up song was so bad that i don't even remember zaba zao or whatever the fuck it was called yeah. that's kevin Federline's song he had a real like vin diesel-esque sophomore yes. slump yes. of a second single remember when that vin, that vin diesel song came out the second one and we were so excited and we played it on the show and it was just terrible yeah it's a dud well the first one was produced by kaigo who's like a big dj and i think he just had whoever do the second one mm. and it shows yeah First one's a legit like cut of a lifetime. I still listen to it regularly. <laughs> and cut wise, Atlanta will come to an end following the fourth season airing this fall. I don't even think the third season started yet. Um, but they've gone ahead and announced that the fourth will be the end. I don't know if they're doing like the film at all at once. You're right. Like a- I got really mad when I read that news because in my head we'd already had the third season, but we haven't. No. So that actually makes me less mad, but even still, it's been a four-year hiatus. The last episode aired in May of 2018. Yeah. So it's been four years. Put the fucking show on. Yeah. Oh, COVID. Okay, COVID is much more handled than it was. Figure it out. Get the show on the air. Tom Cruise has probably made eight Mission Impossible movies in the amount of time (laughs) that it's taken them to make one season. Hell yeah. Or two. Maybe they shot them both back-to-back. I don't know. Yeah, like, but when I... Does finally come out. I'm gonna need to like rewatch the first two seasons again. Oh, I, I remember ba- nothing. Yeah, I barely remember even what that show's about. <laughs> What's going on? I actually believe that's how they. F- I think they did film both back to back. I think they filmed the third one and then they realized they had to bump it back, so they filmed the other ones. So I think they have all episodes in the can, if my uh, memory serves, from some article I read like seven months ago. Oh, word. We need it back, though. It's one of the best shows on TV, and I i don't know. I think, like, it's that show Dave was sort of reminiscent of this in the beginning, mm-hmm. and Dave kind of got really bad and then got pretty good again. But it's Atlanta has, like, remained, to me at least, Atlanta remained consistent through every episode. Where they were all good. Yeah. It is one of those shows where like every episode has at least a few moments where it's like, whoa, they're they're doing stuff here. This is like a, a program of substance. Mm. The work, one might say. And that Larry David documentary that I didn't even know existed. I saw a commercial the other day. Did you see that? I didn't. Where is it? HBO? Coming to HBO March first. The Larry David story, a big juicy two part documentary about his whole life. Sounds like a home run. Sounds like exactly the kind of doc that the turkey boys will eat up. Yeah, I'll watch that. That uh, I bet it'll be pretty, pretty good, huh? <laughs> Get it? Because, yeah, you know, from Curb. <laughs> oh, I got it. In. And they also announced Disney is developing planned communities for fans who never want to be outside of their theme parks. They could just, like, live in a weird 
community that's designed like Disneyland? Or how, how do they work? <laughs> how do they do anything? Yeah, that I don't know. Do they just eat hot dogs for every meal and just like go to Mickey brunch? I think it would be like a normal. I actually don't know what it would be. That's I should like cue this story up, but it has some more. weird name like Disney or like Storyville or something. It's for these crazy Disney adults who just want to like be a fucked up dude. And- I'm so out on Disney adults with their fucking big gums. That just reminded me there was a club <laughs> in gums. there was a club in Boston called Storyville that was always like a a total disaster. Mm. And the last time I it's now out of business since since COVID, but the last time I went there, I went into the bathroom to pee and literally slipped in vomit and diarrhea on the floor. Vomit like it, and diarrhea? It was like a, someone had like clogged the toilet with puke and then someone else had like shit on it and then it overflowed everywhere. Oh. So the entire bathroom floor was just shit and piss and I had loafers on and hmm. it just like legit was like I was on ice and I slid in the vomit and shit huh. and then like caught myself. You know, you like stabilize in the air with your arms Yeah. and I didn't fall. And I looked down and I was like, okay, I can wipe my feet and it'll be off here. And then I can like clean the bottoms later. Like I didn't get any on me. And I was like, I got to get the fuck out of here now. Yeah, that's a bad scene. And it was close enough to my house that I could, it was like a walk, but like kind of a long walk, but it was summer. So I just like, I legit stormed out of there (laughs) and like stormed down Dartmouth Street to my house. You like sliding out of there on the trail of just poo and pee. Yeah, just (laughs) shitty poopy puke. (laughs) Here we go. Ugh. But yeah, that I haven't even been to Disney since I was like a little kid. I don't even know what's going on over there. I'll bet you it doesn't hold up. Yeah. Yeah, going there as an adult, I feel like I'd get bored after like 20 minutes. Or it'd be fun if I transformed into a Disney adult, Mm. like walking around there without kids with a lightsaber, just being a fucked up dude all day. Maybe I'll do that. New Scotty. On the horizon. New Scott is a Disney adult, yeah. just living in Disney World. <laughs> Guess what? We're doing the pod remote. <laughs> we're going to be like everybody else the last couple of years, where we're like on a bad connection, and one of us keeps dropping out. I was listening to the rewatchables the other day, and one of the third the third host just stopped. Like he just his connection dropped, and they were like, "Oh, we're having some issues, haha!" <laughs> and it's like, this sucks. Mm. Like, I don't want to listen to something like we have little gaffes here and there. We just had one, but like I, we can smooth it out quickly, yeah. but we're in the same fucking room. So we don't even need the internet to record this. Like I can just go. He's back. Anyway. And they announced the trio behind Forrest Gump will re- reunite for a film adaptation of a book called Here. Who Jenny... Forest and young Forest, who may or may not have Down syndrome. I'm dying, Forest. Now the Robert Zemeckis and the co-writer of Forrest Gump, Eric Roth, are teaming up with Tom Hanks. Titanium Forest for this movie, where they say the film is centered in one room and focuses on the people who inhabit it over years and years. Oh, sounds kind of artsy. Maybe it's called Room. Mm. Yeah, or The Room? Room 104. It kind of sounds like that show. I, like- I liked that show a lot at times, and I also mm. hated it a lot at times. Agreed. I like when they do something artsy like this, like trying to work within the confines mm. of like, let's try to make an interesting story using nothing but this room. It's, you know, it can be interesting. Agreed. And it can also be like, okay, they didn't have it this time. But mm. 
Zemeckis has been on a weird trajectory. His next movie is that live-action Pinocchio that nobody on Earth asked for. We've skewered that a few times. I don't see the need for him to do that like weird nausea-inducing animation (laughs) that looks like it was spent like hundreds of hours in a computer having been done. The Polar Express is like... I fucking hated that movie. That little black girl with the pigtails was like, she looked like a monster. And then like that little kid with the dead eyes. It just, they don't look like fucking people. Yeah, they didn't figure faces out. No. Then, and probably haven't even now for like 3D CGI, stuff like that. Right, if you want to do that type of 3D CGI animation, just do rotoscoping Mm. like Linklater did with uh, Scanner Darkly and Waking Life. Um, er. And make it look like that. Which is so. probably easier in the sense that they can film it and then just animate over it. Maybe it's not. I don't know. Mm. Monty, no. fact check that for me. Is is rotoscoping hard to to do? Could you, Monty, pull that up? And I think that's all I have for news. Do you want to head off to the movie theater to see Uncharted, starring uh, Spider Man and Mark Wahlberg? I had a big cackle earlier this morning. I got a Sony screenings email like, "You've been invited to see Uncharted." <laughs> it's like no one's going, and I don't want to be one of the people that does. The Turkey Boys RSVP, yes. Settling in with a bunch of other maggots who go to free movie screenings, and the whole theater just smells like shoes. I think the movie looks bad, and all the reviews say, Hey, don't talk about that. Horrible video game adaptations are back. Hey, how you doing? They're saying it's a real dud. So in the third act, I blind an Asian man. Who'd have thunk? I bring this up every week without fail, because I'm hoping to eventually beat everyone into submission and have them all acknowledge that Mark Wahlberg committed a bunch of hate crimes in the 90s and got away with it. How you doing? I'm the Wahlburglar. Yeah. Wahlburgers burgers are t- taste like dog shit. We'll be right back. Have a goo. Hey team. We're back. What's happening, Hoops? We just watched... We didn't go to the, the multiplex to see Uncharted, starring Mark Wahlberg and Tom Holland. We hey, thought you, better. you really should have. Yeah. Would have been sick. I'll be awake at 3 a.m. tomorrow doing jumper jacks. <laughs> My fucking daily regimen. Yeah. We instead watched the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which is a Netflix Ridge. They finally let Netflix get their mitts on this uh, hot property, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. What a hot turkey. And this was, they did the Halloween thing in a couple of ways. They did like, this is a sequel to just the first Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So they're forgetting all the other ones. And they try to bring back a character from the original but like the one girl who survived the original right, one. Kind of like the Anthony Michael Hall thing. Yeah. But it was that random. Was that the actual actress? No. That's the thing. Like they bring it back. Ugh. Like you don't even remember the girl Come who survived on. the original. And it's not the same actress. So it's like, what is this? They brought out Jessica Biel with her boxy shoulders. Like I've been doing overhead presses and cleans. She's a babe. Come on down. We call it the Gator. That one was incredible. Or not incredible, but compared to this one. I'm going to say really it was good. fine remake wise and also like the new halloween this one they just called texas chainsaw massacre again 
where it's like, just give it a new title. It's fucking, that bit bothers me so much. You were joking before we started. They should have, like, what are they going to call it? Texas Chainsaw Massacre, colon, Bloodbath? And I actually thought that was You liked dope. that better. I thought you were going to say, yeah, you're right. That sounds dumb. No, that's in. But yeah, the summary for this one, after nearly 50 years of hiding, Leatherface returns to terrorize a group of idealistic young friends who accidentally disrupt his carefully shielded world in a remote Texas town. And yeah, after 50 years of hiding, it's like, so Leatherface is, you know, in his 70s, possibly 80s in this movie, and he's still like juiced and killing people with a chainsaw. Very yeah, he has silly a very stuff. strange physique. He's like seven feet tall, 350 pounds. Yeah. K. And yeah, when they bring back the character from the original, it's supposed to be a big moment. Like, howdy, y'all. I'm fixing to take down Leatherface once and for all. Yeah, it just felt dumb. It was dumb. Her roaring out with that shotgun, getting into the truck. Yeah. Like, movies love doing that thing where, like, the hero gears up with their stuff and gets in the vehicle. I do like a well-done gear-up sequence. Agreed. I can't think of one off the top of my head. They exist. I do like that, if it's done well. But mm. This was not. I The only mm. note I took throughout this movie is that I hate how woke this is. They were sneaking in a lot of cheese ball. Yeah. Like, like this is taking place in 2022, folks. Like, they, the Instagram live bullshit of him literally... Some he's like swinging his chainsaw around on, on a bus. This is a spoiler, I guess, if you care. Some kid goes, "Keep that up, and you'll get canceled." And then he just starts cutting everybody in half while on Instagram Live. That was to like a thousand people. Honestly, the best scene in the movie, and I really love. There's a shot of someone getting like you know absolutely destroyed by a chainsaw, but they're still holding up their phone, like shaking wildly, like <laughs> maintaining their Instagram Live while getting killed. I liked that woman climbing out the window of the bus and he just chopped her in half. That was cool. So her top half just fell out. I'm still going to give this one star on Letterboxd, but that was really cool. It did have like two or three kills where I was like, oh, that was something. Most of the kills were flat out boring and were just like going through the motions, just being like, here, here you go. I got a knife or whatever. I'm killing you. I'm Leatherface. Senior citizen wearing other people's faces, bopping around Texas. Also, I saw online that this movie was shot in, like, Norway, not in Texas. And it's very obvious when you're watching the movie. It's It looks silly that, you know, probably should have just filmed it in Texas. Yeah, there's probably a tax break. Maybe the Norway tax break is better. Mm. I don't know. All the cliches of horror movies are here. They stop at, like, a foreboding gas station. <laughs> and, like, you know, probably should stop there, but keep going for this Whoa. and that reason. And... Yeah, it looked like a Netflix movie, flowed like a Netflix movie. Does it exist? We like to I'm gonna say no. streaming originals under a microscope. I also don't think this movie exists. doesn't even have its own title. People forget that it even happened probably later today, if not tomorrow. I can see it being the number one movie on iTunes or rather Netflix, regardless. I see it, like Black Hat was in the top 10 I was going to say, it's not, a, it's not a tall bar to cross anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's it doesn't make any sense. When people are like, well, it's the number one, people who like don't know will be like, well, it's the number one rated movie on Netflix. I'm like, you mean the number one movie that people started? Yeah. How about you show me the number one rated <laughs> movie by people who wrote it, rated it on something else, like Letterboxd, where people who watch movies 
go. The most shut movie of all time. Yeah, but look at that audience score. Mm. When a movie has like a 22 and someone's trying to get you to go see it. Hey. Hey, how you doing? Everyone? My audience scores high because I do so many push-ups. Everyone on Earth started Spencer Confidential. Yeah. Then they thought better of it. I watched all of it. I did too. I think I watched all of it with oh, wait. you. I can't fucking step out of character. Yeah, we <gasps> did it as a featured review. It was did we really? Oh, like episode 58. <laughs> how are you? <clears throat> um, yeah, so I hated this. You hated this. One out of too. five. Yep. And one last thing. Texas Chainsaw Massacre-wise, mm-hmm. not much of a massacre. You needed more? There's like four characters. There's the one scene on the bus where he gets a lot of kills in to up his massacre credentials. But otherwise, I was pretty let down. Yeah, the Five Blunt Massacre was much worse. <laughs> much more horrifying. An idyllic summer day. But yeah, that was. it's on Netflix. Check it. Even if you like horror movies, you don't need to check it out. No. I must say. Yeah, it's, it's over. Unless you want to like have a laugh at the state of movies. The... We've been doing that for two years. I'm good. <laughs> like, Give me something I can sink my teeth into. Just give me another fucking Red Rocket, for Christ's sakes. Red Rocket. Great movie. Now on iTunes. And other streaming movies that premiered this week. Kimmy. Now on HBO Max. I didn't like this one either. The new Steven Soderbergh vehicle. I'm surprised you didn't like this at all. It didn't get me. Because this movie... I, don't, I didn't get it. It wasn't like anything to write home about. Didn't Not like a, a wower. Mm. But I thought it was a very competent, enjoyable, little low-budget thriller kind of a deal. Do you have a summary? Hmm. Basically, I can... I, f- I forgot to write one down, want. but yeah, wing. Kimmy is played by uh, Zoe Kravitz, and mm. she is a, I guess, works for whatever company one would pretend was Amazon in a movie. Yeah. And she works behind like their version of the Alexa device, and she's like listening to, and she's also a shut in, doesn't want to leave her house. Yes. They mentioned COVID a lot, which I fucking hate. Steven Soderbergh has done like four movies with COVID references in them in the last two years. It's like, just cut it out. Yeah, he's very literal. He's, yeah. He likes to be of the moment. Very whatever. in the moment. <laughs> I don't even know how to do a Steven Soderbergh voice, but this is what I think it sounds like in my head. Uh, anyways, and what the fuck was that? Pause. So Kimmy, we had a. I'm gonna. I mean, we said what the fuck was that? One of the cats knocked something over. Hey. Anyway, it sounded uh, worse than it was. It really did. It mm. was so loud. I got like a pit in my stomach. I, it's a. We have these like little statues on the fucking shelves. Mm. I can fix it. We powered through. But yeah, I enjoyed this for the most part. My letterbox review, which people seem to enjoy, was uh, just the girl with the Scott Pilgrim tattoo. Made me laugh. He's in. The I was going to do the math, explain it. I'll just leave it up to the fans. And this, I think Soderbergh's good at just having like cool shots in movies. Mm. He's, He's definitely very talented and has made a bunch of good movies. I just thought this was boring. Yeah. I did like, like when she's, she's stuck in her apartment a lot of the movies, she's like agoraphobic or whatever the word mm. is. She doesn't want to go out. That's the word. And also COVID times, there's all that going on. And when she's in her apartment, they shoot it in like a very simple, plain way. And then when she leaves the house, the camera got all like jittery and wacky. Right, to represent. Yeah. Makes sense. I didn't even notice that, to be honest. I didn't think about it that way. They did it in like a subtle way where I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Just mm. like nifty little subtle movie making stuff. And a bunch of Popeyes in this movie that like floored me. The friend of the show, Buzz from Home Alone, 
got some work as like a voyeur who's watching her. <laughs> How about David Wayne as the dentist? Yeah. I, was, I thought I had to look it up. I was like, is that David Wayne? When he showed up, I was just like, why is this? Like, why is he in this? Not that he was bad. It's just he's like a director of comedy movies. And the fact that he played a dentist in like a 40 second scene of this movie was distracting and odd. Yeah, weird character choice. He's probably friends with Steven. Yeah. As we are. Right. Friend of the show. We saw him at uh, that that luau we had last week. Yeah. And that's Zoe Kravitz. Quite a, dishy. A naked shot, huh? A little bit of tit. Yeah, a little... Looked, her body looked weird. Some classy side boob. Looked weird? I don't that know. I dope. think they made her lose too much weight or something. Hmm. I don't want to talk about women's bodies. I've already done the, like fat <laughs> shaming Lizzo. Like I'm, I'm, I'm that guy again. Like oh, he's gonna now he's gonna say that women are too skinny. So what what would you like, Mister Self Loathing? Tell us tell us what the ideal physical form for a female can be. Well, I'll keep it positive. I thought she looked incredible. She looks like she was like created in a sex laboratory <laughs> to be like the ultimate babe. Mm. Big fan. Where do we find one of these sex laboratories? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they could make my dick work again. <laughs> uh, the I don't know. I, task. I thought there was buzz that people really seemed to like this. Uh, it was like a fun, simple thriller. She overhears something she shouldn't, and like unwittingly has to like get involved in this plot to uh, right a wrong against some bad people, a fucked up corporation. It was kind of like a. This is like a movie you've seen before, but right. it, had, it had enough like twist to it where I was like, this is fun and this is well made. I'm enjoying watching this. Mm. And at the end, it had a big finish with like some nail gun action. That was kind of cool and fun. I was into it. You do love a big finish. I do. So that's Kimmy. It's now on HBO Max and possibly in theaters, although mm. I think it might be just a, a streaming thing. That's Soderbergh's thing lately. He makes... Yeah, I think he has some sort of HBO deal, right? This is like at least his third original movie for HBO Max. That other COVID movie with Chewy Tell, Abid Lafour, and yep. Rachel Dratch, or whatever her name is. That one was actually Doug Lyman, but he did No Sudden Move. That right, Benicio, that's, what I, meant. that's uh, what I meant. What's his face movie? Uh, did I like that movie? I can't remember. I'm going to say yes. It was whatever. It was fine. I liked that other one with Chewy Tell. Yeah. That was Doug Lyman, right? What is the other Doug Lyman movie we saw recently? Can't be sure. War of the Worlds? Or Probably. Enemy at the Gate or whatever it's called? Next up for Steven Soderbergh is Magic Mike 3. Big <clears throat> trilogy capper. Whole team's fired up for it. Mm. No doubt. Speaking of the whole team getting fired up, can I tell you about uh, the little trip to the movie theater to see Marry Me the other day? Yes. I did in real life. On Earth. I guess we're going to give that the episode title, huh? Yes. Thank okay. you. This movie. Why'd you guys do that again? What the fuck were you thinking? Was it funny at least? Like <laughs> funny to laugh at? Yeah. Like that was obviously the goal. Like why I went to go see the Owen Wilson, Jennifer Lopez romantic comedy with a singing theme in the theater, even though it's on Peacock. Is it a musical? Like, is there a lot of singing? No, but there are musical sequences where she's like performing on stage and there's like nine montages as she rises through the ranks with of, songs inspired by her love for Owen Wilson. 
are she and Owen Wilson believable as a couple on any level? Because that's the concept, right? She's standing and yeah. he's in the front row of her concert. He holds up a sign for someone else that says, marry me. And then she says, yes. And they get married. Yeah. Like she's in a relationship with this other singer. She finds out before they're about to go on stage that he's cheating on her. And so she impulsively decides to marry Owen Wilson because he's wow. in the stands holding up a sign that says, marry me, which she's like holding for his friend who uh was she dating prior like anthony uh mackie or <laughs> okay okay just some like cool latino singer guy i think he's probably a famous singer please latinx right. yes i misspoke apologies latinx but yeah like the plot is so silly and like threadbare like she just decides like okay let's get married and then they get married and you don't know what's going on in Owen Wilson's head at all. Because he's just mm. like, sure, let's get married. And then like... he's Why like, not? He's like barely even acting. He seems like he's like at gunpoint the whole movie, just like suffering through these scenes. Yeah, I hated the look of this. It was really... Did you see it in Braintree? Yes. Packed house? Empty Be- house. Believe it or not, there was some seats uh, available. How empty was this house? Were you guys the only ones? No, there was like a couple scattered people in there. Any laughs? There were some laughs. Yeah, like there were moments where I started cackling just at like the fact that we were watching it and how cheesy and like we were watching. I was like, these songs suck. And then later in the week, I was like listening to the soundtrack. I was like, these are all heaters, actually. <laughs> JLo's kind of fucking, she's on her way to uh, EGOT. She's going to win an Oscar and a Grammy just for this movie. And then who knows what else. But yeah, it was funny for a while. About halfway through, I was like, I fell out of love with the bit of watching it. You don't say. I was just like, you know what? This is pretty bad. Should have walked out. They should probably wrap this up. Just storm out of there. Yeah. But the whole like conceit of the movie, like they commit to getting married. And then she's like, you know what? I I don't want to give up on this. I want to give this a real shot. Let's try it for four months. And then it's just like, okay. And he does it for like reasons. Oh, unknown. Jenny! The whole thing is just like baby, 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 give me all your tacos. And the whole time I was waiting for them to like sing a song together. I figured that's what it was building towards. Didn't happen. Spoiler mm. alert! And it kind of pissed me off. Because some stars born. Yeah. I wish this ended exactly like a star is born instead. I just, I just want to get another look at you. I did take a <laughs> whack at killing myself back in '06. <laughs> I could think about that method. All right. <laughs> Oh, wow. Just dangling from a garage, pissing his pants. And they, so much about it was just like wowing me and driving me insane. Like the whole bit of the movie is like, I don't think this is going to work out. You're on social media a lot and I don't even know how to text. It's like an actual line of dialogue from this movie. That's the kind of stuff they're going with. Like, we're so mismatched. How are we going to figure this out? I will watch this when it comes to HBO. Yeah. It's fucking fucked up. And cliche-wise, it has like every rom-com cliche you've ever seen. It has the rushing to the airport at the end of the movie to like, like, oh no, they're about to get on a plane. That doesn't work anymore because they'll just phones not exist. let you in and phones. And that, yeah. Why did they have, yeah, their phones were dead? Is that? And there's also a scene where they're trying to make it to a kid's like recital at the last second basically it's like oh no i said i would be there and like the recital's happening in five minutes it's like who wrote this like a fucking sounds awful teenager like two and a half 
It's, I think it's like. It should be like a breezy 78 minutes. Yeah. It, it was a little longer than it needed to be. I, Texas Chainsaw Massacre that we just watched was what, an hour and 23 minutes? Mm. And it felt like two and a half. Yeah. It didn't feel quick at all. It was fucked up. I hate movies and I don't want to do this podcast anymore. I quit. <laughs> That's it for me. An impromptu Unless quit. you want to spend the next 20 minutes talking about how um, a woman with Down syndrome is now a Victoria's Secret model. Mm. Cause that, I, You're I'll, in luck, because I do. I'll cover that, and then yeah. I'm out, and then the show's done. It was funny, though. The I saw it with Logan and Tyler, who you can hear on the South Shore Boys. The retarded woman, or? No. <laughs> the No, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to talk about her again. Okay. Did they laugh? What were they? Are they like sickos like us? Yeah, they had a similar thing. Mm-hmm. Tyler seemed to just actually enjoy it. I think he was just like on board with Yeah, it. My, my brother likes movies like this, just nice and light right across the middle. Like just, I think yeah. he's just stressed out and like, you know, work is hard. So he wants to just watch something. He doesn't want anything to have too many moving parts. Mm-hmm. Like if a movie, like I showed him Place Beyond the Pines, I told him to watch that and he was like, it was good, but like it was too much. Like yeah. he didn't like it because it was just like violent and fat. Like there's this plot, there's that plot. Yeah. Sometimes you just want to watch a piece of shit. Yeah, it's funny to see a movie with someone who doesn't watch movies a lot. Because I'm tearing it apart on like a weird, like two meta mm-hmm. level. And he's just like, ah, oh, that was cute. It was, you know, dumb, fun. It was whatever. <laughs> I should be more like that. And we went to a bar afterwards and we're telling our waitress that we just saw this movie. And I think she thought we were lunatics. She wasn't like charmed by it at she all. She didn't think that was funny? Yeah. Cause she didn't want to see it? I think she was like playing along for a bit. I kept being like, we saw it as a bit. <laughs> it was uh Look at my letterbox reviews. I'm cool. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite um, movie is Clerks. She seemed like concerned. She was out. Yeah. That's been a lot of this week. Where'd you, you guys telling go? people that I saw Marry Me and enjoyed it? Question mark. Were you at like, like Outback that? Steakhouse? I'm trying to picture this scene. Was We're it actually like, a TJ, uh, TGI Fridays. Even funnier. <clears throat> the me. one right there in, yeah. Yeah. Nice casual uh, after feature. Cool I would have said, you can judge my shitty movie all you want, but you work here. <laughs> and then walked out without tipping her. <laughs> yeah, she That'd probably, show her. Yeah, she would have loved that. That would have totally- Take- that would have totally redeemed myself good idea what uh what else you watched this week i lucy and i i should say ripped through all of that new julia garner show all Uh, on netflix called inventing anna about that woman um anna now i'm drawing a blank on her last name because she has two names one is real and one is fake it was this woman who was a socialite in new york city a couple years ago who pretended to be of like Russian royalty, basically like rich Russian German parents and a trust fund. And Anna Delvey was her fake name. Catch me if you can type deal. Yeah. And she swindled a lot of people out of money and like pretended she was starting this. Well, I guess she really thought it would happen eventually. So she tried to get this giant bank loan for like this foundation, Mm. like a club kind of thing she was going to start. They stretched it out over maybe 10 episodes or nine episodes. And it's pretty, pretty interesting. I, Julia Garner, Julia Garner is very good. And she was good. Pretty much. I've seen her in three things. I've seen her in secretary or whatever the fuck that movie is called. Secretary is the Maggie Gyllenhaal one. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm talking about? I can't remember the name of it. I can't Where she plays a secretary. 
She's great in that. She's obviously great in Ozark and she's great in this. And apparently the real Anna Delvey does sound just like this. There's a very specific obnoxious accent that she's doing. Mm-hmm. The real Anna Delvey is like in, is uh spoiler alert, I guess if you didn't watch the news with it, uh, is she got sentenced to some jail time and then got out of jail and then was put in customs jail, like in about to be, or has been deported from America. Oh, word. So it's on Netflix. It's nine episodes. A lot of people are watching. A lot of my clients are watching it. I don't know if you'll like it. It's a Shonda Rhimes production, which I mm. heard that and I was like, uh. That's the woman who did like Scandal and, and stuff? And Grey's Anatomy. Oh. It was her biggest, I think. Two of my favorite series. I mean, you can't say she's not good. Obviously, she has like a 15 season show, but mm. you know, she's a little too network drama for mm. me, which like, you know how shows just get that network stink? This does not have that. Stinkless. It has. It looks like a Netflix show, so in a good way. I don't know. I liked okay. it. I'm uh, two and a half out of five Madones. Maybe three out of five Madones. Three out of five Madones. Good amount of Madones. Mm. Inventing Anna on Netflix. Oh, and the Kanye thing. Netflix has been churning it out. Also on Netflix, uh, Genius, a Kanye trilogy. Spelled J-E-E-N. Yes. Yes. I love Kanye. Love, love, like probably one of my favorite musicians. He as a guy is kind of frustrating at times, yeah. especially lately now that I learned that his entire new album is going to be on a $200 stem player that doesn't do anything else. <laughs> yeah, this is perfect timing for a documentary about him. You can like watch an hour of this, of him as like a young man, still full of life, and then fire up Instagram and just watch him like melt down in real time. Right, and just say and do wild shit i was hanging in there with the this is all publicity for the new album at first but now some of it seems like he's actually kind of lost control of his emotions more so than the last time he did all this Mm. i don't know i do get tired of defending him and or of people shitting on him and like talking about him and like at the end of the day Say all of the, the the stuff he's doing on Instagram is not fake, and he really is having an issue mentally to publicly make fun of his mental health and have like little quirky Pete Davidson doing jokes oh, about hey, on yeah, SNL, dude. and everyone chuckles and no one thinks anything of it. Like I say inflammatory shit on our podcast, and I get anxious hoping that no one hears it and gets offended. He went on SNL and just ripped on a bipolar guy who is a minority. Mm. and everyone in the audience and then everyone at home laughed and no one thought anything of it and it's that was four years ago word and no one ever said one bad thing until kanye addressed it now and then even now it still seems like a lot of people are on team pete davidson whether there's teams or not the documentary itself has a lot of gold in it like most def and kanye rapping and just like his early life and how humble he is like with his retainers and just like his his you know, I think the next episode is going to go into his car accident a little bit, which I'm interested in because yeah. I am a car accident guy myself. I'm like barely a rap guy, but yeah, seeing that scene where him and most def were freestyling, mm. I was like, shit, this is fire. That was awesome. Yeah. This is fire, doggy. You can't ever take away the fact that he's one of the most talented guys in the business. Mm. And, you know, I guess probably my favorite of the genre. Mm. And, like I said, though, it gets tough being a Kanye fan because people yeah. just, it's, he's the only, not the only, but he's one of many artists 
that a lot of people just want to make a point to let you know that they have an opinion about them and how that that they don't like them and that it's if you have an issue like when the whole like trump thing was happening when he was wearing the make america great again hats like being a kanye fan mm. was almost something you weren't allowed to say you were and i always did anyway kid and i'm just like i've liked him since we went to go see him in like 2008 i liked him before that but 2007 we I, went and saw him i think he's honestly just like discussed too much yes it's just like enough yes like, <laughs> i'm like out of even thoughts about the man I don't want to He's talk an about him. character. I don't want to talk about him anymore either, unless it's like this is the documentary that I saw, or this is yeah. what I think of the album, or this is what I think of his new shoes. And That's even it. documentary wise, I did think this was interesting for the most part, mm. but I'd be lying if I said it wasn't a little boring. It drags a little bit. It of could time. use some editing. There were a lot of scenes where it's like, oh, we're just watching them like futz around. Mm. It was like home video type footage. But, you know, certain stuff was very, very strong. People are at home listening to us futz around as we speak. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, yeah it gets boring at times. I'll give you that. But it, I liked it a lot overall. It's like classic Netflix documentary stuff. Just just a little too long. Right. Maybe a lot too long. 25 minutes. Could have been cut. Sweezes. And also, I mentioned earlier, I hate the way the narrator, the guy who's telling the yeah. story, is like a longtime friend of Kanye. The whole time, he, every time he says Kanye, he goes like, and then Kanye said this and that, and then Kanye. I didn't like that either. And now you're you saying it. I'm mm. recognizing that's what was annoying about that. He's in, and I'm not going to be able to hear anything but that in the next part of the doc. So appreciate that because there's two more coming. <laughs> one, the next one came out, comes out on two twenty three, which is a day after the album comes out. Happy to help. Very calculated. Happy to help highlight a fucked up earworm that will uh, <laughs> annoy and delight that's everybody. What that's called. <laughs> that's <in>. funny. <clears throat> Work. So that's all I watched. Yeah. Well, and uh... they're doing the classic. Uh, I like how they didn't unload all the episodes at once. They're doing like a weekly rollout. Yeah. I like that is, too. You know, unusual for Netflix. They're the big like. Just here's all of it at once. I'm gonna get back to the weekly rollout. Mm. Agreed. I think it works better for shows like Peacemaker, all the HBO shows do it like that. I think that's the move. The all at once is overwhelming. Let's go back to weekly. You heard it here first. I agree. And, you know, as fun as it is to be able to just rip through a show or whatever, mm. it's nice to have something to look forward to. And it's nice yeah. to watch it piece by piece so you can retain and remember parts of it. Yeah. Like, think about Euphoria is on right now, and I feel like everyone on Earth is talking about it, like, yep. at least every day when it's on. If they dumped that all at once, it would be over. Like Oz I couldn't tell you what happened in Ozark. Yeah, Ozark came and went. I feel like no one on Earth even had anything to say about it besides us in that one episode when we reviewed it, like Class X. I don't even remember what happened. I'd have to, like, really rack my brain to remember, and I'm sure I could, but, yeah. like, I could tell you everything that happened on Euphoria. And I don't like Euphoria better than Ozark. I just, it's, you're right. It's the rollout. Yeah. Let's go back to weekly, folks. Yeah. And it's nice to have like seven different things. Like, oh, we'll watch this today, this today, this today. If it all yeah. came out and I just had it all at my disposal, I'd just be shredding through all of it on a Sunday. Like I'd just sit yeah. there like a fucking idiot. Instead of feeling pressure, like, oh, I guess I'll just muscle through five episodes of this before I hear spoilers and get all upset. And then, but, but, right. There's way... There's almost no opportunity for spoilers when you have one episode a week because yeah. you can catch it just at the same time or before everybody else. Manageable. Um, the TV. 
a lot of good TV. I'm happy with where it's at. Mm. But I think uh, I think that's enough. That seems like enough. Yeah. I wish I could tell you what we're going to be talking about next week on the program, but I don't really know what comes out. Hopefully something good. We got uh, Batman the week after. We got That's a special good. guest sitting in with us just to you tease know. that. Big Fans Batman boy. Get fired up. It's a big one. But yeah, why don't you shoot us an email, enoughthepodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Podcast Enough, on Instagram at Enough the Podcast. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Skip Season. Rye, where can the fans find you? You hit the post, kind of, if there was a post. It was nice and concise there. Uh, Ryan, uh, let's say Ryan at Ankfit.com. Send me a serious work-related email about how you're trying to get involved in fitness. A word? How about that? Put okay. it that way. That's my new way of looking at it. That sounds Ankfit. cool. Ankfit.com. My new location is almost done. I've been saying this for months, but it's real this time. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, I thought I'd mention tomorrow I am uh, oh. returning to the Rounding Down podcast with Chid and Cy Fieri. And it should be fun. Check out Rounding Down. They're on uh, Apple, Spotify, etc. Just like us. I'm not sure when the episode will be coming out. Too many I've, pods. I've done one in the past. Three just, pods in 24 hours. I know. Is what's about to happen in your life. <laughs> Big pod weekend. You're only 33% of your way through. If I had to do another pod tomorrow, I'd, I'd probably not. I'd, I don't know. I couldn't do it. I admire what you do. I'd be like dud filled. I do this for a living, even though I don't make anything from it at all. Yeah, you gotta mon- we gotta monetize this. Folks. Everybody, thousand bucks an episode mm. for each of us. If you could, we'd love it if you would. And until then, why don't you go ahead and have a go? Yeah, have a good one, everybody. Bye, team.